and discover the keys to success. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Good Karma. Whether you are a newbie or an experienced internet explorer, our host will find the answers that you seek. Ask the questions that others are afraid to ask so that you may reap the rewards of your good karma. And now, here's the host of Good Karma, Good ROI, Greg Nyland. Excellent. Hey, everybody. Hope you're having an excellent week, because I sure am. Uh, I've been having an excellent day going on. And just to keep it rolling even more, we have Owen Byrne, of co-founder of DIG, who is also the senior software engineer. And that's not an easy job dealing with a site that's as popular as DIG.com. Hey, Owen, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. I just actually got a shipment of new office furniture. (laughs) That's how I celebrate the holidays here. (laughs) Some people, they get diamond rings, hummers. I get office furniture. There's holidays? It makes me happy. (laughs) You know, nice new comfy office chair, perfectly fit desk. I actually had to go to Ikea for this desk. Cool. (laughs) But, hey. All right, enough of the silly things going on here. we got important stuff to talk about with. Uh, So for people that haven't heard of DIG, and that's hard to imagine, tell people what is exactly DIG.com. Sure. DIG.com is a social news website where basically users contribute news stories of interest to them, and then other users uh, vote on or DIG, D-I-G-G, those stories, and as they get more digs, they appear on the front page of the site. And that's basically it in a nutshell. And your front page can then sort out how many, you know, the top digged um, issues in the hour, the day, the month. Yeah. We have a variety of other pages. The front page is basically chronological, but we also have, like, a top stories today, top stories this week. And then we have user profiles that show, you know, what you've dug and what you've submitted and what your friends have dug and submitted and so on like that. Right, and it's just a great way. I personally use it myself to find out, you know, what's the hot topics, what's going on, what are people talking about, what information is getting shared, um, because you don't want to be missing out on the top stories of the day. Certainly got a real velocity of stories appearing on the stuff, I think, are on the front page. I think that was sort of our initial selling point is that, we were just quicker to get things there on the front page than, say, slash dot, for example. Right. And it's kind of addictive. <laughs> I definitely know that. I know people that literally spend hours a day just hanging out at DEG. For sure. So do I. <laughs> so tell us um, more about, you know, how the heck did DEG come about? Because you just mentioned... Flash dot a bit slow to get stories up there, but you know, dig it's a lot faster. So, tell people the history of dig. Sure. Um, back in fall of 2004, Kevin Rose um, was basically he actually tried to pitch the idea to Slash Dot that you know there were all these stories that never quite made it to the front page, and he looked at sites like uh, MacRumors.com that had. Uh, I think it was called like page two or something like that, where they showed stories that weren't quite good enough for the editors to approve, but they were still of interest. Mm -hmm. So that was the idea, to sort of take that page two and make it a whole site, you know. 
So all the user submissions that wouldn't quite make Slashdot and build a site out of it. So I was up in Canada working as a freelance web programmer, and he came to me saying he wanted he had a small project and a big project, and we're still working on the small project. <laughs> <laughs> Someday we'll get to the dig the big project. <laughs> Too funny. Yeah, uh, we. Just never quite, you know, the first day we launched, he had already, because he was still on television, he had a, a quite a few people just itching to get on the site, right? So as soon as we launched, we suddenly had 500 people join. And it just never stopped from there. It grew and grew and grew, and every time it seemed like the growth would slacken, something would happen that would just bump us up another notch. And it's been crazy. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> so... You guys, can you you talk a little bit about the growth that you guys have experienced? Because mm-hmm. it, it, I can't even explain it. You guys started off like sort of like mustard seed, and now you're one of the biggest trees out there in the you know forest. Yeah. Well, I think it's you know we have passionate users, so they really brought kind of word of mouth that brought in people. You know, I guess because of the the users make the site, right? What appears on the front page is from them, so that makes for very enthusiastic users. They get their their story on the front page. They go tell their friend, look, I got my story on the front page of this site. Go see. And that person signs up, and the same thing repeats over and over again. And, you know, currently we have over 700,000 registered users. So So you have a few. Yeah. (laughs) You need any help getting more? Ah. We don't really need any help getting more users. We we need help keeping up with them. <laughs> oh man! Um, but yeah, so a ton of people out there. And can we speak a little bit about you know these seven hundred thousand people? They're definitely forming what's being called the Dig Community. Right. So, what exactly people hear about the Dig Community? Um, talk a little bit more in detail. What is the Dig community? Where are these people coming from? What are their backgrounds? Um, well, I think it's most it's evolved quite a bit since the beginning, right? Originally, a lot of the users were tech TV fans of Kevin Rose, mm-hmm. and uh, as the site's grown, we've gotten, like I said, their friends. And um, originally, we might have, you know, our sort of bread and butter was the teen audience, but we've attracted a whole bunch of other kinds of people since then, and. Uh, Recently, we added, you know, non-tech categories. So, again, that expanded our audience somewhat. Um, right. Lately, I haven't actually been able to keep up with it. I've been so busy doing technical stuff that I've kind of lost track of how many users we have and traffic and all that stuff. Um, and what were some of your big benchmarks of hitting traffic? Because... When we were on, uh, I was moderating the panel in uh, Las Vegas for PubCon. Um, mm-hmm. I think you had briefly mentioned uh, Paris Hilton's story. Right. Well, I used to say during the first year that basically we were growing about 20% a month, except for every once in a while we'd get these events where we'd suddenly double overnight, right? And uh, the Paris Hilton thing was one of the first ones, which basically what happened is... Um, Somebody hacked Paris Hilton's cell phone, downloaded all the pictures and all the phone numbers of various celebrities onto their website, 
and then posted the link onto Dig. Um, a few days later, it was indexed by Yahoo, and so and we turned up as the number one and number three links on Yahoo for Paris Hilton cell phone. And I woke up that morning, and the server at that time we only had one server. The server was just crawling. The load factor was over 100. Poor um, server. <laughs> I spent the whole day rewriting SQL queries on the live site, right? Because again, no at that time we it. did we weren't terribly sophisticated at that time, but uh, it was quite the day. <laughs> but uh, we survived, and the server never actually went down. It just slowed to a crawl, but. Um, that was one of those events where we literally we doubled overnight, and over the next week we basically doubled again. Um, another big event we had last summer was we brought in Daniel Burka, who's a professional designer from uh, Silver Orange, which is a company that was involved with the Firefox website, mm-hmm. and he redesigned the whole site, and we added a bunch of new features. And basically in two or three weeks after that, we doubled again. So... That's sort of been our pattern. We grow steadily, except for these these occasional events where we just jump a huge amount quickly. I mean, you should almost be rooting for the National Enquirer to break a scandal. <laughs> yeah. Well, I always joke and say that you know Kevin has to go out and date a celebrity. That'd be good for traffic. But then when he breaks up with the celebrity, it'll even be even more traffic. Exactly. <laughs> You know, has to have, like, um, an affair with the celebrity's housekeepers, even more sensationalist. Just <laughs> yeah, well, and that's sort of another pattern I've seen. Sometimes when things seem like they're going to be bad for the site, they seem to just bring more publicity and more traffic. Well, I mean, it, you guys aren't the ones, you know, saying good things or bad things about people. You're just allowing people to find information, you know, exactly. in a more efficient way. Yeah. And And who doesn't want better efficiency? For sure. And mostly, you know, fostering that community. You know, everything we have, the users created for us. So we really just try and give them what they want and stay out of the way. Well, you're no longer on one server. Can you mention how many servers you're on now? Uh, Around 70. Uh, actually, if you count all the servers, not just the ones that are in the production system, we have over 100 now. But 70 specifically tied to the website. And a really big air conditioner. Yeah, we're in a hosting facility in San Jose, I believe. Um, and I was actually in the server room once, and it's it's cold there. <laughs> I was, uh, one time I was touring a hosting facility, and they had a really mm-hmm. scary sign. They're like, warning, if you enter here, this mu- area might get flashed, uh, flooded with some uh, oh, right. uh, non-oxygen um, gas. Yeah, I forget the name of that stuff. I've been in rooms like that before. The interesting thing about our facility that I saw is that there are no lights on. There's just lights along the, the bottom of the walls to save electricity. So you have to walk down these long, dark hallways to the, the hosting rooms. Well, I guess all the servers, uh, the servers are greedy and need the juice. Can't get right. it up to the light bulbs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow, that's crazy. Um, but, I mean, congratulations on growing like that. Was there any yeah. major issues in scaling from, you know, one to now you're over 100 servers? Um, there sure was. My SQL turned out to be a real bottleneck. Uh, we basically had to, um, like I said, with that Paris Hilton thing, basically had to rewrite a lot of the queries 
rather than using sort of the standard normalized uh, approach to building databases. We had to denormalize a lot of fields so that there were redundant copies in different tables, so you had to do it so you could avoid joins. Mm -hmm. uh, as we grew more, we had to do a lot of caching. We implemented a whole set of classes using memcached to sit in between PHP and MySQL. So, and that's basically been the bottleneck that we sort of deal with every day. And I was think, there... Oh, go I'm ahead. sorry, go on. Well, I think you'll notice now that the site is... We did have performance problems last year before we moved to this more modern architecture. I think you'll notice the site is fairly snappy now, most of the time. Right. Um, so. And did you learn from your experience, or was there some, like, good resources that you were picking up this info? So if anyone else has to go through, you know, scaling of this nature that you um, point them to? Yeah. We hired people. We hired an experienced <laughs> DBA. He came from Fren he worked at Friendster for a while, and uh, you know, rather than just you know, originally it was just I was the main technical person. We had another uh, system administrator who is also one of our employees. But now we have uh, three other programmers, and we have a whole operations staff, including the DBA, who's very good at his job. And uh, yeah, that was basically how we did it. I mean, when it was just me, I found there were some good books that were useful. Jeremy Zawadny's book on MySQL, high-performance MySQL, was really useful. Mm -hmm. And were you getting, like, that. six hours of sleep, or were you just always yeah. busy yeah. with stuff? <laughs> no, I didn't get much sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's I used to have when a laptop sitting at the foot of my bed, actually. Uh, my instant messenger turned up the volume. So I'd often wake up in the middle of the night and write some code, go back to sleep. You never, like, woke up in the morning and, like, who wrote this code? I don't know, but it's good. Like, Well, I tried to avoid writing <laughs> large amounts of code or complex things. They're mostly just, oh, damn, something's broken. Fix it. Go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah, generally, I think we can uh, agree that's a good life lesson to learn. Never yeah. do large amounts of code in the middle of your sleep. Right. <laughs> so actually, I mean, once you get used to waking up, it's, you tend to be well-rested, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's worse, actually, at the end of a long day. <laughs> so you're uh, the advocate of the power nap then, huh? Uh, yeah, though I don't get so much opportunity for it now, but I guess if waking up at 3 a.m., if that constitutes a power nap, then sure. If the sleeping before that constitutes a power nap. No, that's more uninterrupted sleep, but yeah. trying to put a positive spin, we call it a power nap. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, you know, what happens when my wife throws me an elbow in her sleep. Yeah. What I, what I was an advocate of, uh, actually, at that time, because my time was pretty busy, is that working at home can quite often be more efficient because you can mix in all those non-work chores that, you know, interrupt our work life. Mm -hmm. If I can, say, start a batch job and then go put the laundry in the dryer and then come back, you can sort of mix in stuff. You know, it's better integration of work and home life. But that's just me. No, I'm, I 
completely agree with you. I do 90% of my work at my home, um, in mm-hmm. my home office. And a lot of times, you know, I'm doing research and these programs are just going out collecting data or they're processing, you know, you know, 100,000 different records. And it's going to take it a few minutes. So yeah. while it's doing that, do some dishes in the sink. Exactly. And, you know, when you're writing code, sometimes you come to a problem and it's like, oh, this is just a little too hard for my brain right now. But if you go walk around the block or something, suddenly the idea will hit you, right? Mm-hmm. Pick so. up the dry cleaning on the way back. You're like, hey. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, um, just hint me. we got to go listen to some fabulous uh, sponsors. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back with Owen from Dig. Stick around. Good Karma. We'll be back after this short break. Excellent, excellent. Best of the Web, the Internet's oldest directory, EOTW.org, since 1994. Our editors scour the web, finding quality sites, providing users with spam-free resources, relevant information from valuable sites. Submit your site now for a guaranteed review in three days or less. For webmasters needing additional exposure, check out our 60-day free trial on category sponsorships. 60 days free advertising. No kidding. And don't forget the Best of the Web's reseller program with the industry's highest commissions, 25 percent recurring commission on all products and services bloggers make sure to check out the botw blog directory and the recently launched volunteer editor program to help build the best blog resource on the web google adsense how do i earn from thee let me count the ways google you enable me to show targeted ads complementing my site so my visitors keep clicking throughout the day and night It was so easy to apply and select the ad formats I liked. Since I've discovered AdSense, I've been filled with delight. So earn more with matching ads, and you too can discover how. Just visit google.com slash AdSense now. Now, experience the future of web design and development with a whole new level of efficiency, expressiveness, and simplified workflow. Introducing Studio 8, a compilation of the latest releases from Dreamweaver, Flash Professional, Fireworks, Contribute, and Flash Paper. Sure to inspire you to create superior online video sites and mobile content. And now, through this exclusive webmasterradio.fm offer, listeners can save a whopping $100 off Studio 8. Visit the online store at Adobe. Or contact Adobe Customer Services and provide promo code Webmaster Radio in order to receive your discount. Studio 8, your way to create. Now back to Good Karma, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, here's your host. Hey everybody, it's Greg Nyland. I'm talking with Owen from Dig.com, and we're talking about all the good things you can use Dig.com for. Um, just want to take a quick little housekeeping break. Everybody in the live chat room, whoever asked the best question for Owen, we're going to be giving away a free directory submission to Best of the Web uh, because those guys are stocked up the holiday goodie bag for you, and all December long we're giving away free submissions uh, to them. So enough of the housekeeping. Back to the show here. Um, we were just talking about, you know, coding in the middle of the night, doing dishes while <laughs> you're running a patch. <laughs> yeah. And I'm doing uh, it again, talking on the phone, sending instant messages, answering emails. Oh, yeah. <laughs> multitasking. 
Uh, if you're not good at multitasking, you're not going to survive long in this uh, industry. Moving on about more exactly how users are using, you know, dig.com, um, I don't think people are really aware of any specific rules or etiquette or protocol. Um, what would you say people should be doing for how to use and how to behave at dig? Um, well, if you spend any time on the site at all, you'll get, you'll get told some of the protocol, which is, you know, one of the first things people complain about is duplicates. If you submit duplicate URLs, uh, people generally slam you in the comments for that. Um, if you just take some content and write a brief sentence or two about it and put it on your blog, you know, if the New York Times has a story about Iraq and you say, interesting story about Iraq on the New York Times on your blog and then link to that, people will smack you down for that. So basically, that's sort of, you know, original content. Um, that's the, the key thing to do. Um, Oh, you know, man. be a good part of the community. Help build, help build the site. Um, in addition, you know, as people use the site more, they tend to get the impulse to help mm -hmm. to go over to the other side, to be part of the people commenting on stories and saying, you know, this is spam or this is, uh, you know, a repurposed blog or whatever. So as you get into using the site and you go beyond submitting, you can sort of help become part of the editorializing, basically. Um, and by the way, while we've been talking in the live chat room at webmasterradio.fm, people mm -hmm. have been sharing um, dig stories. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, your, your radio, this event is actually, it's on dig. It's been posted there. So. Oh, there we go. Um, <laughs> so I imagine there's comments there, but I haven't actually looked. <laughs> Some people are wondering about... Uh, how many compromising photos are posted on Dig from the uh, parties at PubCon? <laughs> uh, I didn't post any compromising photos. <laughs> I don't remember any compromising photos to be taken. Maybe I didn't get invited to those parties. That's the right answer. There yeah. are no compromising photos. <laughs> well, or like I said, I didn't get invited to those parties. Right, or we both went to bed before anything bad happened, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it is Vegas, and who knows, because that city goes 24-7, so. Gotcha. Yeah, I actually, unfortunately, a lot of my free time while I was in Vegas was actually spent coding, sitting in my hotel room writing code. So that sort of put a crimp in my trip. Uh, yeah, a little hard to get out. And <laughs> yeah, I did manage to get out some. Yahoo put on a really good party. Yes, they did. Um, yeah. Excellent pool. Yes, that was very <laughs> impressive. A very impressive. And it was warm. Thing. Yeah. Um, you would think that, you know, what, for... you got in the pool? Oh, yeah. Oh, did you? Um, towards the end of the party... Uh, See, there again, I left too early because I had to get up <laughs> early in the morning to write some code. <laughs> it was a heated pool. Really? Mm -hmm. And as luck would have it, I just happened to have my bathing suit on. So I don't know about everybody else, but, hey, I was taken care of. Cool. <laughs> um, so, you know, contributing to DIG is definitely a cornerstone and, you know, the way the community is all about. Are there any uh, good ways 
to utilize TIG that, you know, people just aren't normally aware about or some uses of TIG that you just lean back and say, wow, that guy was really smart. Right. Well, um, one thing I should mention is we have tools to integrate TIG with your website. So we have uh, a little thing, piece of JavaScript that you can put on your site and it will show the recently dug stories. You can either uh, show stories from your profile or stories from the front page. Um, various things like that. There's also a thing to put the actual little yellow dig it badge on your site. When you submit a story, you can put that on your site and people can dig stories directly from your blog or your website. I love that uh, dig square. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, I really do. That was great when it came out. That's pretty cool. It's funny how that, the, I don't know, the, the design of that little yellow square has been sort of central to our growth for some reason. People have told me they just love the animation, right? That for some reason that sort of that personal reinforcement they get from seeing it fade in and fade or fade out and fade in is just it just does it for them. Yeah. It I, I don't know what it is, but it's just really cool. Um and if people don't know what we're talking about, pretty much just go to any popular blog, and they're going to yeah. have this, you know, yellow square box that says number of digs, yeah. and it's really you'll different. actually see a dig it link on the New York Times as of this week. Uh, not the yellow box, but there is a link there now as of uh, Monday morning. I think they deployed that. So yeah, I'm kind of proud of that. That was huge. New York Times was uh, waking up to uh, adding yeah. up. You know, that's tough. Uh, <laughs> Big deal for us. Um, have you uh, seen, like, is that going to cause you guys to have to scale up even faster? Um, we haven't really seen that yet. We're large enough now that we can handle uh, significant variations in traffic, right? We have, mm -hmm. like I said, we have a whole operations staff, and we have spare servers, and we don't really have the scaling issues that we used to have. Um, or they're at least they're alleviated, right? We could pretty easily double overnight and not have a problem. And with your so. history, that's a definite possibility. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. Um, but, okay, so there's, you know, people are using Dig. They have the boxes built into their blogs. Even the New York Times is in on this. Um, mm -hmm. People are using it to get the hottest stuff. What mistakes do you see people are making using Dig? You know, well, um, trying to spam Dig, I guess, is the problem. Trying to <laughs> not contributing good content, like some of the things I mentioned. Uh, people just putting a link to a, a New York Times story on their blog with one sentence commenting on it, and then posting that on Dig. That's not going to do very well. That's not going to get traffic for your blog. That's not going to be well received by the community. And it's just not going to work out for anyone. We don't particularly like it either. So, you know, it I can't get past that. It might work for like that. three seconds. <laughs> mm, not anymore. Second. It, might work, it, might work for th it might have worked for three seconds a year ago. <laughs> but now we have a fairly sophisticated community who really sort of police that stuff. And uh, it's gone just like that. You know, we have a mechanism called burying. They can... Mm -hmm. uh, people can not only dig stories up, but they can vote them down. And if there are enough berries, then it gets removed from dig. And from with 700,000, you know, community members, yeah, there's always somebody looking at that stuff. And there is. 
if you watch, we have some flash apps which do some visualization of the site. And if you look at those at 3 in the morning, you can see that there's activity going on. Right? We're, we're a worldwide site now. There's people in Asia and Europe who sit on dig just like Americans. So. Going worldwide. Yeah. Um, so digging, uh, I'm sorry, spamming dig, just not the wisest uh, part of thing if you're going to, Right. Wisest way to spend your time. If you're going to be yeah. spamming and you want to do something hardcore like that, um, you can do it at Dig, but it's a waste of your time. So I yeah. don't know why you'd want to. And waste that time. also goes for uh, various attempts to try and spam the Dig system. We've put in some countermeasures for people who, you know, create multiple accounts and dig their own stories in different accounts. Mm -hmm. uh, that doesn't work very well. Um, and do you want to talk about any uh, possible future developments coming down the road? Um, we're actually really hard at work right now on some new stuff that we're hoping will be coming out uh, real soon now. And basically, I can't really talk too much about it, but we're basically going to take what we have now and move into some other areas that uh, can use this kind of collaborative filtering real soon. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> Well, cool. Um, we're going to take a final commercial break. Then we're going to come back with some uh, final thoughts with Owen from Dig and mm -hmm. also ask some uh, live questions from the chat room. Stay tuned, Great. everybody. Stick around. Good Karma. We'll be back after this short break. Excellent, excellent. Are your ads managing you? Tired of click fraud and little or no ROI on your pay-per-click search ads? Take control. Reduce your costs and gain valuable traffic with effective flat fee featured listings on over 245 search engines and web directories from the ISEDN.org, the independent search engine and directory network. Now free yourself from click fraud, bidding, and hassles with low-cost top 10 exposure for less than $4 a month from ISEDN. So visit ISEDN.org today and discover how easy it is maximizing your company's online revenue stream with affordable search engine and directory flat fee ads from the ISEDN.org. Just getting your feet wet on the internet? Then dive into our stream. WebmasterRadio.fm We're the coolest place around. WebmasterRadio.fm We're everywhere. Want traffic? For results without hassle, look no further than Search Ad Network. Focused on your core goals, our dedicated account management team will drive your online sales, increase brand recognition, and generate leads for offline sales through expert search engine marketing and technology. In addition, Search Ad Network offers free click fraud detection and API access into all major engines to ensure your business reaches their desired ROI. Visit searchadnetwork.com today to experience true profit through performance. 3 a.m. traveling to a conference in Oklahoma City. Steve Talbot's Ford Escort radiator hose bursts near the town of Hooker. He types Hooker Escort Hookup into another local search engine's one-box search. He has a great time that he can't expense. TrueLocal.com. Two boxes. One click. Great results. Now back to Good Karma, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, here's your host. 
Hey everybody, it's Greg Nyland here, and I'm talking with Owen, co-founder of DigDiggg.com. And we've been chatting all about the crazy growth that Dig has had um, and also the way that they've been implementing and handling the large community that they support with the efficient way of finding all this great information. Um, so, Owen, any final words of wisdom before we put you on the hot seat? Uh, dig on. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the chat room, someone posted a question, um, and I'm actually going to rephrase the question a little mm -hmm. bit. You're co-founder, so you definitely have a bit of a say of the direction that Dig goes in in the future. Mm -hmm. What would What are your feelings about a future boss? Do you a want future. To, right? Oh, like if someone were to buy Dig, right? Who would be your ideal person to buy Dig, or do you hope no one ever buys Dig? I, you know, I think I sort of trust the financial people to stand up for our existing site and ensure that if such a thing ever came to pass, we'd have we'd be able to keep the site the way it is and uh, keep control over it. So I don't really have a concern about that. But you're not even going to hint like you know, Papa Smurf. <laughs> <laughs> No, like I said, I think it's a, it's a key concern of Kevin and Jay and whoever else is, uh, gotcha. would evaluate stuff like that, that we get to keep control of the site and not uh, not change things. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So. Um, also, another person is um, curious, um, since there is a button to friend people, and is there an option to view complete set of what the friends have submitted? Say that again. What was the first part? Um, since there is a button to friend people, is there yeah. also an option to view a complete set of what friends submit? Uh, yeah, sure. When you add a friend, um, you can. It, it basically shows a list of what all your friends submitted, but you can also go to that, that other user's profile and see all their, their tabs. So on, your, your pro, on each user's profile, there's a items dug. Um, items submitted, items on the home page, and items commented on. And you can view any other user's profile. So Very you cool. Can see. Um, and is it okay to, is it bad to vote for your friends? Uh, again, it comes down to that uh, good quality content thing. Obviously, if you blindly dig your friend's stories and they post lousy content, it's not a good idea. But um, if your friend posts interesting stuff and in your judgment you think it's interesting, then that's the whole point of the site. And um person actually posted just a follow-up question here. What they're really curious, is it bad then to vote for all of your friends? Um, I think I just answered that, didn't I? <laughs> blindly <laughs> voting for all your friends is probably not a good thing, but uh, okay. using there, your editorial powers. You basically have to think of yourself. Each user should sort of think of themselves as kind of a little mini-editor, right? Mm -hmm. So if you use your editorial judgment and something is interesting and you dig it, then that's the whole point of the site. If you blindly approve of everything that comes in front of you, um, that's not good use of the site. And I think that actually just about wraps it up for all the uh, questions in the chat room today. Um, they're all pretty well, much asking the same questions over okay. and over. Um, but thanks again, Owen. And um, 
everybody out there, definitely, if you haven't checked it out, go over to com. And ooh, actually, I'm getting a pop-up here. Someone said I just missed a question. Uh, okay. Let me just sneak this question in sure. real fast. Oh, is Dig concerned about any of the competition? Um, well, I think competition is sort of like flattery, right? Um, there's I been competition so. with us right from the start, and somehow it's one of those things I said that at first it looks like a threat, and then it ends up actually do, giving us more traffic because they sort of validate our existence. So as the competitors get bigger, we stay ahead of them, and that just makes us look all the much better. Yeah, you have a great way of doing it. You already have an established community. You know, information's popping up there. You know, if a news story is breaking and it's a quality news story, it's going to be appearing on TIG within the second, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, I, I And people will have lots to say about it on TIG, right? <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, thanks again so much, and yeah. hope you have a great week. You too. Happy holidays. Thanks. And okay. for everybody uh, listening, I'm um, going to be giving away the free uh, Best of the Web giveaway, so check your IMs for that. And if you don't get an IM, sorry you didn't win, but everybody's a winner according to Best of the Web, because if you go there, you can get a 25% off promotion code using good ROI in the uh, coupon code. So good R-O-I, all one word, and you get 25% off at Best of the Web for all of December 2006. Have an excellent week, everybody. Bye-bye.